from the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaBecca Live on ESPN 106.3. All right. So this is one of the most deflating feelings here at ESPN West Palm. When you walk into the men's bathroom and you see the water level and the toilet's a little higher than normal mm. and you just know. You know that you got a you got a clog. It hurts the soul. <laughs> Over with. Especially when you got to pee, and I don't want to contribute to any sort of overflow. So yeah. then you're stuck in limbo, and <laughs> I don't want to just walk into the women's bathroom, and I don't like the thought of walking out of the women's bathroom as another woman is going to walk in there. <laughs> yeah. and like, That's so now I'm stuck, and I've had to pee since the beginning of the show, but I don't want to like, I don't know. I need some people to leave before I go to the women's bathroom, and I don't understand. Why some people just clog the hell out of this toilet all the time, man. Yeah. I actually yeah. went to the women's restroom. Did you? And luckily, nobody was walking in when I was it's walking It's such out. a bad feeling because you know that the woman's going to judge you. Yeah. Like, oh, I'm sure this dirty dude <laughs> just, just, like, and just like bombed out my, uh, my my bathroom. Here's the worst. This will be the, ter- the worst feeling. You're walking out of the women's restroom. One of our lady teammates is waiting. She sees you come out of it. Then she turns around and goes back to her desk. <laughs> Totally. Turns around totally. and says, ah, I don't need to go I, that bad. But this is the thing. Like, I and, 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 and marketing director Courtney is holding up the sign that's been put on the, the men's bathroom. Broken, use the girls' bathroom, no pooping, put the seat down, don't dribble. Those are the rules. Thank you from the ladies. I understand that, and, and I appreciate that, and we're going to do everything we can, but it's such... A, a dark feeling to yeah. walk into the men's bathroom and you can see the water level in the <laughs> toilet's too high. Yeah. It shouldn't be like that. Think of, you know, when you, that lead up to going to the bathroom, like, oh, finally, like, I'm going to get to let it out. Yeah. <laughs> right. So you already start the surge of coming out and then you see the water right. level. Right, exactly. And then you're like, I can't do this because then how embarrassing is it if you're like, well, I'll give this a shot. Maybe it'll flush this time. Yeah. And all of a sudden it breaks the levee. Yeah. And it comes over the top. And now, now you're you're you dealing with problems. a situation. You got to pull your pant legs up. You know what I'm saying? You're mm-hmm. stepping around there. You're- and like this is the thing too. You've got to admit to someone, hey, we got a got a mess in there. Yeah. <laughs> but very seldom people or do you are just built walk out like that. Like very yeah. seldom people even admit that it was right. There. Like, we don't uh, know yeah. who the culprit. Yeah, we don't know was. who the culprit who, is. Who, who was the initial clogger? Yeah, and the that's question. the thing. And I, I, I was not the clogger. I wanted to benefit from. The toilet and yes. it didn't happen yes. um, because again it's been clogged and this is the thing too and this is my problem there's about 47 pounds of toilet paper in the toilet too yeah who needs i'm all for a, a clean backside yeah, yeah all right get that thing cleaned up all right sure but why why so much toilet paper you know what we got to do put the baby wipes in there that's the thing or get a bidet Get a bidet. I mean, I would vote for a bidet. A bidet would be awesome. So yeah. you always get mad at me for talking to strangers too much. Not mad, but you're always like, kind no, of, you like, you're you're so like small talky. Yeah, I'm, like, so I'm so small I don't t- like people. <laughs> right. So I'm so small talky. So, uh, you know, I've made friends with the the gen the janitors next door in the next building. Like I know they let me into the elevator, go down to the basement, and grab the plunger myself. So like that's a benefit of me being small talky. Really? So after the show, I you know I know where I'm going. Well, how about you do that right now? I mean, I very well could. <laughs> Man. If it benefits the show, you know, I'll go grab the plunger right now. I just, and, and this is the thing, though. Like, this is why you can't have just one toilet in a place that employs a bunch of dudes. Like, the fact that we don't have multiple toilets with, you know, stalls, like, that would solve this issue. Yeah. At least rectify it a bit. But again, like, it just, it happened to me during the break, and I walked in, and I noticed that the, the levee's about to be breached. And yeah. uh, how, do you, how, do you, how do you guys feel about those bathrooms where there's a toilet and then a urinal and the same thing? 
Because I there's I find, no divider. I, I, there, no, I find out a lot of bars. There's no divider. There's yeah, a journal over there in the it's corner of the weird. toilet. It's what always if, weird. What if that weird. was the case here? That no, be that a, would be weird. I would not. In a bar, it's fine because like no, you no, just. No. I'm not gonna like walk in and and like Theo is at the urinal and I just go to the other toilet. And I'm like, hey, good show. No, 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 no. <laughs> See, this is the way it plays. I think that though. was a great show, man. It's like a <laughs> thanks, and that's I'm it. I'm not doing that. No, I would I would be in in favor of this. Here's why. Here's why. It's a fail safe, right? We're still gonna go one at a time like we always have. Okay. All right. Just because there's an extra stall in there, that doesn't mean I need to leave the door unlocked for you to come berating in. All right. So I'm still gonna lock the door. You won't all have right. to have that problem. All right. I got all right? it. I got so, it. There will be no two-man in the restroom, right. but <laughs> in a situation like this where one is overflowed, we would have a second option to relieve ourselves. <laughs> right, That's a good right. point. That's a good point. There so, would always be the security toilet, as yeah. they call it. Yeah. Secu- let's call it, We'll put a, a tag over it. Security toilet. Do not use unless, you know. In case of emergency. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, the small God. talk in me, though, I'm not afraid to, you know, do, yeah, do all, be in attack like, it. Theo, what are the plans for the weekend? Yeah, he's like <laughs> knocking on the door while I'm in there. I'm like, Stone, <laughs> yeah. just wait 30 seconds, You know, you dude. make a joke, like, you know, like, how's it going over there? You almost done? Like, you know, yeah. you just got to kind of just just deflate the situation You can tell bit. which of the three of us played college football right. and was used to just being, <laughs> exactly. like, naked around a just bunch of guys. Hang, just, letting just it all hang it. out yeah. with dudes. Yeah, absolutely. Fact. Um, <laughs> so, so I want to play a game here called <laughs> – to be concerned or not to be concerned, what I'm going to do, the premise of this, is I am going to name a team that lost, uh, did not look good in week one of the NFL season, and you guys are going to tell me whether or not you're concerned or not concerned. It's very cut and dry. The way we play the game is literally in the title of the segment. So time now to debut, maybe the only time we ever do this, to be concerned or not be concerned. To be concerned. Or not to be concerned. Yep. That is the question. Uh huh. Sure is. Was that actual? Uh, was that really Billy? Billy Shakes? Uh, no, that was not Billy Shakes. There's no re- recording reciting? of him. Uh, he was. Uh, that was before his time. The ability to uh, <laughs> to, to record. record. Voice? Yeah. Uh, that was from. Um, that was from a 1948 film. Really? Yeah. I didn't even know they could record voices back then. Othello. Othello. Mm-hmm. Huh, nice. To be or not to be? That's the question. Concerned. All right, so here we go. <laughs> the first team in it to be concerned or not to be concerned, Theo, the New England Patriots. Are you concerned or not oh, concerned? I am, I am so concerned. I'm, I'm as concerned as people are on elevators when it shakes. You know how when you're on the elevator yeah. and you get to a certain floor and it lurches starts, yeah. and everybody's looking at each other trying to see if they should panic or not? Are we going to drop straight down? Do I jump when the elevator hits the floor and that saves me? That's how concerned <laughs> I think Patriots that's an urban myth, by the way. The whole you can save yourself in a plummeting elevator by jumping. Oh, yeah, you cannot. So if anybody's thinking about trying <laughs> Don't that, do that, if you've had that one in your back pocket the past couple of weeks, <laughs> you're, like, arsenal. you're like, yeah. just you wait. Like, I'm waiting on the moment. Hey, that's all right. I got this dog in me. Yeah, if you jump, you're still going to be falling. Yeah, it's that's, not good. Gravity doesn't work like that. But if I'm a Patriots fan, I'm very nervous. I have two incompetent play callers. I have a coach who is the second oldest coach of all time in the NFL and Bill Belichick who is starting to seem like he's past his prime. I have a quarterback who is not that guy and weapons who are some of the highest paid in the NFL, but also not dudes. That's a bad situation in New England. Are you concerned, Stone? Super concerned. I think everything that we've touched on in weeks past and yesterday, I mean, the offense as far as coordinating the plays and what Mac Jones did. A lot of red flags, a lot to be concerned about. Easy one. Uh, do we have the ability to uh, to separate everything by the open of the, the segment? Or should I just move on? 
<laughs> you mean you, you want to play it again? Yeah. Awesome. Let's go to our next to be concerned. Or not to be concerned. That is the question. I mean, I clearly put a lot of time into it, so I just want to use yeah. it. <clears throat> the Cincinnati Bengals, concerned or not concerned? Stone, we'll start with you. I don't think I'm that concerned. Yeah, four interceptions is a little weird, but we saw Joe Burrow <laughs> a little, little kind of take an offseason where he was doing more things in the press, doing more things on social media, branching out. I think, yeah, it came to bite him. I think that he was too big for his britches and walked right into a defense that he didn't want to see. But I think they bounce back in a big way in week two. Are we to be concerned or are we not concerned, Theo, about the defending AFC champs with a quarterback that couldn't stop throwing it to Steelers on Sunday? You have to be concerned, but not with Joe Burrow. I, I feel like he figures it out. Um, and some of those plays were just freak plays. T.J. Watt leaping up and catching the ball. Not every pass rusher DN can do that. But you have to be concerned with the pass protection and the offensive line that was supposed to be rebuilt. I mean, we saw Joe Burrow get hammered the first two years of his career. He lost a whole year because of uh, the offensive line's poor play. In year three, some of the same problems. They need to figure that out. Side note, they go to Jerry World, and Joe Burrow takes on Cooper Rush. So I think they're in a good spot. <laughs> well, he also takes on Micah Parsons. I don't think he's in a good spot. Mm. Yeah, I'd, I'd be more worried about Micah Parsons than I would be uh, anything to do with yeah. Cooper Rush. And, I and wonder Trayvon if Joe Burrow Diggs. even knows who Cooper Rush is. It's a good question. I didn't know who Cooper Rush was, to be quite honest. <laughs> um, all right, let's go ahead and get to our next team. It is the conveniently named... To be... Concerned... Or not to be concerned. That is the question. So far, lots of concern from Stone and Theo for the Patriots. Mm. Not as much concern for the Cincinnati Bengals, though Theo has some concern about the offensive line. The Green Bay Packers. Concerned or not concerned, Theo? <sighs> you know, Aaron Rodgers had that line a few years ago. I'm immunized. Well, that was last year, and that was misleading. But he had a, one line for Packers fans a few years ago that did end up working out. Relax. Mm-hmm. R-E-L-A-X. Relax. I don't think you should be concerned if you're a Packers fan right now. The O-line did not have it together in that game. Uh, Aaron Rodgers could not have – he didn't have the connection with his receivers. He also didn't have Alan Lazard, who will be coming back soon. So – I think once he gets his full arsenal of receivers, Alan Lazard, once he <laughs> – Alan Lazard being that, being that full arsenal yeah. of receivers. His full arsenal, <laughs> Alan Lazard. And, and he has he, – I think the Packers will be fine. I think that was an obvious game where the Vikings, who have been connected, who have one of the best offenses, and they have improved their defense, just kind of showed out. I think the Packers will be okay. Packers, Aaron Rodgers, concerned or not concerned? Not concerned whatsoever. So they're inviting the Bears into Lambeau Field, a team that he owns, has part ownership with. So I think he gets a bad taste out of his mouth. I think he goes for four or five touchdowns. I don't know if there's a quarterback in the league better coming off a loss than Aaron Rodgers. So, like Theo said, relax. Start Alan Lazard in every fantasy league. Yes. What a gift from the scheduling gods, too. Yes. Uh, If if it was going to go that poorly Sunday against the Vikings, the perpetual Aaron Rodgers get-right game is coming up against the Bears at Lambeau Field. Couldn't have drawn it up better. I mean, an absolute gift. All right, so the Packers, not concerned, says Theo. Not concerned, says Stone. The next team... To be concerned. Or not to be concerned. 
That is the question. Jerry Jones says concerned. We're not putting concerned. We're not putting Dak Prescott on IR. Concerned. Code red. I think he could come back after four games. Code red. Stone. Are you concerned about the Dallas Cowboys? I've never been more concerned about anything in my entire life, and especially any team in my entire life. I think these guys are doing. I hope your doomed. family didn't hear that. I, I think that they are eliminated from the playoffs. I think I know that's a meme and a joke kind of running right now as you scroll through Twitter and. And Instagram and whatnot, but yeah, this is awful. This is awful <laughs> news for them. I, I mentioned yesterday, Cooper Cush look Cooper Rush looked like he had no clue <laughs> that he was going into the game. No As we clue. said, it looked like he had prosciutto hanging out of his mouth. He was just eating a hokey, and all of a sudden, Mike McCarthy's like, "Go in," which is a total red flag. And now he's got to take charge of that <laughs> offense, right? In the position meetings, he's got to start listening to things. Like as a backup quarterback, a lot of the times, whether it's a Wednesday and you're going through some walkthrough or some easy, you know, seven on seven tape, you're not really listening, right? Because you're never going to play. Well, you got to play, and I didn't like what I saw from Cooper Rush. These guys are doomed. <laughs> okay. Uh, Theo, it seems like you're pretty concerned about the Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> the, cow- the Cowboys are cooked. <laughs> the Cowboys are beyond cooked. Uh, you know, I judge people that go to steak restaurants and get, like, actual nice steak restaurants mm. and get steaks well done. The uh, Cowboys are somewhere past well done. <laughs> they're, they're like they're burnt. brick, burnt, just straight Ho- up. They're hockey puck. I'm yeah, talking about pucked. straight up <laughs> hockey puck. It'll chip, It'll chip your two. It'll chip your two. I have. I mean, there's not. There's no even need to give any real analysis, man. It's over uh, with for those guys. Uh, that is good stuff. Now I, we might we might bring this back. I like this. Uh, <laughs> let's continue on here with our brand new segment. It's not really a game. concerned. I called it a game. It's not a game. Or not to be concerned. Yeah, what, winners or losers? Yeah, no winners or losers. That is the question. I probably should have thought of it before today. Uh, last night's team that set themselves up for, and they wanted to do this, a game-winning 64-yard field goal, the Denver Broncos. Theo, are you concerned or are you not concerned about let's ride? I'm concerned, but I'm more so concerned now because of the angle you took about the um, – the sanity of head coach Nathaniel <laughs> the Hackett. The well-being of Nathaniel Hackett. Like, let's forget about football. I, I, like, I, I want to be his therapist <laughs> for a day and just talk to him about, like, life and about what he uh-huh. thinks about um, what are smart moves and decisions. I, I'm, <laughs> I'm hoping he's a good leader of his own family uh-huh. um, because his, his decision-making, I think, just in general is, is up in question. I hope he doesn't handle the finances for his family Ooh. because if he – the way he counts in football, the way he counts time, counts yardage, if he brings that to the finances of the family, yeah. he's going to be losing a house. Yeah, they, they say behind every good man is a better woman or a strong woman. I'm hoping, <laughs> I'm praying in the Hackett household. Or a that strong accountant, true. yeah. They're going to be the homeless Hacketts yeah. if he's in charge of the finances. Uh, Stone? You're concerned or not concerned about the Broncos? Not all that concerned. Emotions running high in that game. It's a game I'd imagine is very hard to play in, right? Your former team in your former stadium. The playbook, new offense, new defense, new head coach. It's just a weird situation to be in right off the bat. Didn't handle it well last night, but I do expect him to bounce back. One thing off of that, though, is I'm looking at what's the equivalent of a heat chart, okay? Like, where does a quarterback throw the ball? And last year, Russell Wilson... Almost exclusively threw it to the outside. Didn't throw it in the middle of the field at all. And last night, it was the same thing. Everything is outside the hashes. Everything is on the numbers or outside the numbers. Russell Wilson does not want to throw the ball over the field. And when you have the third highest paid player in NFL history, to me, that's a little bit of a red flag. 
a massive yeah. red flag. That concerns me. Well, it, does it make sense, though? Because you're a shorter quarterback, right? Yeah, so I was going to go there. Yeah. But it's not necessarily the case in the NFL. But you're not Russell Wilson. Yeah, and you talk about Drew Brees and how that Saints offensive line, when he was in his prime, was able to cr- develop these passing lanes, which you see a lot of the time with guys like Kyler Murray and some yeah. of these shorter quarterbacks, Baker Mayfield. So, no, I don't think that's necessarily the case. I think they just want to play to his strengths and throw the ball to the outside where he's used to and what he knows how to but do. But isn't it more predictable when uh, you don't have to worry about your safety sitting in the middle of the field and he can pick a side? It is, but schematically, that's your job as an offensive coordinator and a pass game coordinator. Like, you have to develop plays where, where you think, oh, they won't go to the middle of the field. And then when it's third and six, you go to the middle field when they're least expecting it. Yeah, I think it's your job as an but offensive coordinator. Is it also due to the fact that he extends plays so often and is always scrambling around and Maybe out of the pocket? Maybe that's the more convenient throw for him. Super underrated point there yeah. from you. Yeah, because he is somebody who is really good outside of the pocket when plays break down. So, yeah, I don't think it matters. I think some of those scramble drills. We saw it last night. A lot of the time, Corbin Sutton sit in the middle of the field, sitting right outside the hash. And when Russ got outside the pocket, hit him in stride, and it looked, worked out really well for them. Yeah. One more team. One more team. As we get to the conclusion of the hottest news segment on the show until I forget about it, starting tomorrow. To be concerned. Or not to be concerned. That is the question. They were not good in the rain on Sunday. They went to Chicago as seven-point favorites and took that L and then had to watch the lowly Bears Slip and slide their way to celebration <laughs> in the end zone at Soldier Field. The San Francisco 49ers. Theo, your level of concern. Are you concerned, not concerned about the team that was a play away from the Super Bowl last season? I'm not concerned because they kept Jimmy Garoppolo. And that's the only thing to hang on to as as it goes for hope for 49ers fans. Because Trey Lance, as I've been saying this whole offseason, because I've seen the reluctance of John Lynch and the 49ers brass to pull the trigger on getting rid of uh, of Jimmy Garoppolo. Trey Lance is not that guy. He's not ready yet. Until he becomes ready, I think if they want to win this year, they're going to have to go back to Jimmy G. Kind of feels like the 49ers botching this offseason with Jimmy G might actually work to their benefit yeah. if they have any designs of winning anything. Stone, your level of concern with the 49ers, strong, non-existent, are you concerned or not concerned? It's very strong, and I do disagree with you. I think Kyle Shanahan's going to be stubborn, right? He said, Trey's our guy. We're rolling with Trey, and yeah. I think they're going to try to make it a point not to put Jimmy G in the game because they just don't want to hear it from everybody else. So I'm concerned. I think they're going to force Trey Lance into situations that he's not comfortable with. A little bit of ego is going to come into play A little here. bit of ego is going to come into play. And they, go to, uh, they don't go to Seattle, but they invite Geno Smith, and that Seattle Seahawks team is riding high. They're actually double-digit underdogs. Had to sneak that one in there. So I'll be on Seattle next week. Very concerned about this 49ers team. Mm. And that is to be concerned or not to be concerned here on Ken Levick Alive. Hey, uh, if you're going anywhere this week, this weekend in South Florida, don't be concerned with your car, okay? Don't be concerned with your automobile. Why? Because you can take the train. You can take the big yellow train. You can take Brightline, the stress-free, fastest way to get to the event you want to go to, the sporting event you want to go to, the museum, anything in South Florida, make it with Brightline. Stations in West Palm, Fort Lauderdale, and Miami. You have the business class. You have the premium. That's where I go with Brightline because I like to show up to the station. I like to go to the premium lounge. I like the snacks. I like the trail mix. I like the crackers. I like the cookies. And I especially like the fact I can walk in and I can have some of that sweet, sweet, free Pinot Noir. Thank you, Premium Lounge Attendant Pierre. Appreciate that. 
So then I'm at the West Palm Station. I'm going to go to Fort Lauderdale. Maybe I want to go to the Children's Museum there. Got the family there. I'm not going to get caught in gridlock traffic. There's not going to be the red brake lights. It's going to be awesome and stress-free, and you can enjoy yourself. The Wi-Fi on the train, the air conditioning. I'm also going to get more snacks, more drinks to my seat while I'm going down to Fort Lauderdale. I'm telling you, this is primetime treatment. So you know what? Hey, why not another glass of Pinot Noir? Why, thank you, person not named Pierre, because he's still back at the West Palm Station. Mm -hmm. That's Brightline. Get your passes. GoBrightline.com, the free Brightline app. It could not be easier, just like it makes your life so much easier to take Brightline. Why sit in the constant traffic down here where you can take Brightline? Stations, West Palm, Fort Lauderdale, Miami. That's GoBrightline.com, the free Brightline app. When we return, we debut a new segment. Here on Ken Levick Alive for a second straight segment. Wow. It's historic. It's time to debut. Strong coach or soft coach? He's Theo Dorsey, WPTV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29. I'm Ken Levick, and I spent a lot of times on the name of these segments. <laughs> I'm live on ESPN 106.3. <laughs> Studios in downtown West Palm Beach. You are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 1063. Ah, we're just debuting segments. Why? Because we can. Don't like it? Too bad. It's your own show. You can do whatever the hell we want. Yeah. Theo Dorsey, WPTV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29. He's a young king. He's a star on television, Ooh. on your screens. Yeah. Stone Labanowitz, Friday Night Lights. He's our co-host. He does college football on ESPN. Former Division I quarterback who covered himself in glory in the FCS playoffs. And me, I just sort of, I'm the ringleader of this entire circus. So we do what we want. And nobody's going to tell us otherwise. Hey, are you experiencing foot and ankle pain? Need to see an expert in the field? Baptist Health Orthopedic Care has a team of foot and ankle orthopedic surgeons and specialists who are regarded as leaders in their specialty. Visit baptisthealth.net slash ortho to learn more today. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care combines its resources of experienced physicians and leading-edge treatments and technology to provide advanced orthopedic, foot and ankle, joint replacement, spine and sports medicine care. Visit baptisthealth.net slash ortho for more information today. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care has offices conveniently located in Palm Beach County through the Florida Keys. Learn more by visiting baptisthealth.net slash ortho. So, Theo Stone is the only one of us in here to uh, to play college football. Mm. Um, did you play high school football? No. Okay, I did no. not either. Yeah. Uh, so, so, Stone... He's, he's the football guy. He's been there. He's been between the white lines. He's grinded it out. Uh, he's put on the pads. He's taken the licks. Uh, and, he and he's is, also played football. And he's played football. Exactly. <laughs> right. 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 Um, so, so this is going to be designed around him because it's one thing for you and I to sit here and say, oh, that coach, that's soft stuff. That's weak. That's bad. Hey, fine. But we're outsiders. We need someone on the inside, and Stone very much has been on the inside. He is not even a full year removed from being in a college football locker room mm. as the most important position, most important player for Southern Illinois. Uh, so, so I think we need to tap into his brain here about mm. whether or not a coach is doing their job correctly or not. Okay, He would know. He, he would absolutely know. And so we're going to play a new game 
but we're not going to play a game. I keep doing that. Yeah. We're going to debut a new segment. Is everything a game to you here? King? I know. I know. <laughs> I got to get serious. Yeah. I know. And I, 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 I need to. I, it's all business. Like <laughs> what I need to do, like Russell Wilson, is to stand in the center of the studio and close my eyes and spin around in circles. Yes. yes. Then it'll be serious. That's right. Um. Uh, and oh, oh, good. We've got the the cleanup crew coming to <laughs> unclog the toilet here yes. at the ESPN West Palm Stadium uh, Studios. Bless you. Bless you. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it. We Gracias. need it. Yeah. We need it. Yeah. Also, uh, I like ESPN West Palm Stadium better than yeah, Did I say stadium? Yeah, you <laughs> ESPN West Palm Stadium. Yeah. yeah. I like that. Uh-huh. As we get into game-based mode, yeah. Their show Woo! is getting way too loose now. <laughs> um, all right. So, what we're going to do is we're going to play a couple of sound bites from this week, college football and NFL, uh, head coaches at those respective levels, and we are going to ask Stone if he believes that it's the sign of a strong coach or a soft coach. Stone, if you could, could you, um, if you're going to to um, dignify someone as strong, uh, what, what are we going to hear? <laughs> Good. And if it's a soft coach, what are we going to hear? Perfect. That is. <laughs> Was a that a cat? Beautiful cat. Beautiful sounding cat. Can we hear that again? Yeah. You should have heard some of the other cat sound effects. They did not sound like cats. Yeah. They sounded like humans. So I was like, no, only the best. <laughs> only the best for this shit. You think it was humans making cat sounds? <laughs> yeah, that's what I think it was. I think they were trying to, to trick us. Disgusting. Yeah. So let's start with last night. Could have been Russell if Wilson. We could. One of his personalities. <laughs> yeah, he's a, he's yeah. a cat. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, so, so Nathaniel Hackett. Head coach, Denver Broncos. He made the decision to, with three timeouts, set things up for a 64-yard field goal. And, of course, it was missed. 5% chance, less than 5% chance of making that based on NFL history. Uh, And the Broncos lose in Seattle. After the game, a chance for Nathaniel Hackett to to just own it. Say, you know what? I messed up. I, I was wrong in that situation. And you know what? We move on. This, though is a strong-minded Nathaniel Hackett at the podium asked about that sequence. No, he knew we, where we had to get. Uh, I thought Javante made it amazing. Uh, why I was expecting to have to go for it on that down a distance, because uh, I believe we were about third and 14, third and 15. I thought Javante made an incredible play and put us in the field goal range, the mark that we were looking for. Yep, the mark we were looking for. You know what? No, we had it all planned. Uh, that is a leader of men. Hey, you know what? We did what we wanted to. We executed what we wanted to. Stone? Is that a strong coach or a soft coach? <laughs> it's a litter of kittens, in fact. <laughs> I mean, it's just god-awful from Nathaniel Hackett. The best thing for you to do is get up there and own it. And uh, if you're Russell Wilson, and if you're Brandon McManus and the rest of the team, you want to hear your coach own it, not go up there and lie mm. through his teeth. It, it, he was lying, right? Like, he had to be lying. And if he's not lying, if that's actually what they wanted to do, Bad. that's even more concerning, yeah. right? <laughs> So my, my question, Stone, is how much power of veto? Because a lot of us are jumping on, and rightfully so, Nathaniel Hackett for this because it was a terrible yeah. decision. Russ makes a lot more money than Nathaniel Hackett. He makes way more money. He's the one out there on the field. Wow. He should be the leader of that team, right? How much power of veto should a quarterback like Russell Wilson's stature have to say, no, we're going to go for it on fourth and five here and try and win the game? Maybe if you've been in the organization for over 10 years. Neither one of them have. I, this was, exactly. He's so won I, a Super Bowl. So I think it goes to another player on the team, someone like a Justin Simmons. But, I mean, you can't make the decision for an offensive-minded right. coach and whatnot. But if you're in Seattle, yeah, Russ makes that decision or at least has a lot of power and enough weight to Pete, make that decision. Pete Carroll afterwards said pretty much not – I don't want to try to quote him. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of paraphrasing here, but he pretty much said – 
I would have went for it in that situation with Russ. Like 100%. And he expected them to. And you brought up a good point, and I forgot when you said this, but you said Nathaniel Hackett would have for damn sure let Aaron Rodgers go for that yeah. five yeah. yards on four. He would have had no choice. Absolutely. And then, like, let's bring Aaron Rodgers into this. Even forget Hackett for a second. If Matt LaFleur was like, hey, let's do this, Aaron Rodgers would be like, are you kidding well, me? Especially right. after the, the playoff thing that they had a couple of years Aaron ago. Aaron Rodgers let it happen in the playoffs. Now, that was a lot less egregious sure. than this. Yeah. But he did let it happen in the playoffs. So maybe Nathaniel Hackett made maybe what if that was him in LaFleur's ear? You know what I think we need? We need quarterbacks advocating for themselves more. Yeah. Yeah. yeah okay, we'll have a so, symposium so, at the beginning so of the year. Where do we draw the line though? Because you can't be taking the team name out of your Instagram bio, right? And being petty like a Kyler like Murray Kyler does Murray. or somebody begging for money. That's not the way to go about it. Is the way you go about it, you're asking, get in someone's face, or Russ say, hey, no. Or is it Harbaugh and Lamar Jackson's relationship, or is it, hey, Lamar, do you want to go for it here? Yeah. We, maybe we wish for that. Well, haven't we seen Tom Brady before, though, defy a head coach yeah. and say, hey, we're running a play, we're running a play? He did that uh, in Tampa. He did that with the Bucks. Like, hey, we're going to run this. We're going to go with this. I'm sure that he would do that with Todd Bowles' defensive mind if it went into that situation. Tom, Tom Brady would not allow – like, if same situation, Tom Brady's there, he's not allowing no, that to go if down. No, if Tom Bowles is like, hey, we'll set this up for a 64-yard field goal, Tom Brady would yeah. stroke out on the field. Yeah, And it's a good point because I think if Russell Wilson did say something to Nathaniel Hackett, they would have gone for it. If he was like, hey, whoa, 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 he and that's the thing, Why didn't Russ say it? Because he was so patently absurd. He's trying to be likable at all times. He was just emotionally damaged. Like, there was nothing, the, the scene there, I could imagine. Imagine what was going through Russell Wilson's head. Like, he just got a sigh of, not relief, but like, oh, okay, fine, I'm on the sideline. Yeah. All right, so strong coach, soft coach. Nathaniel Hackett, soft coach last night. His post-game comments doubling down on the decision. Yeah, that's what we wanted. We did what we wanted. 64-yard field goal. All good. Stone says, nope, flat-out lie. Not a good message to the locker room, and that makes him a soft coach. Now, let's hear from Steve Sarkeesian. His Texas Longhorns took number one Alabama to the final play on Saturday, it was a little bit of of wizardry from Bryce Young that got Alabama in field goal position. Alabama, the only team on the weekend to have its kicker make a field goal, it seems yeah. like, to win the game against Texas. This was Steve Sarkeesian, his assessment of his team after the game. That's the best team in the country. In a weird way, we can kind of feel pretty good about ourselves, if, of kind of where we're at in the state of our program. Bryce Young... Um, Houdini act, uh, getting out of the sack to uh, <laughs> scramble down the sideline to put him in field goal range. So, you know, great teams find a way. I thought we found a way there to take the lead, and I thought we had found a way to win it. And so I don't think we're that far off, you know. And as I told the team, I don't look at this as, you know, we lost. Uh, we ran out of time. I told the team we didn't lose. We just ran out of time. We didn't lose. We just ran out of time. Steve Sarkeesian of Texas's loss to Alabama. Stone, strong coach or soft coach? Oh, wow. so you're buying the coach speak. Yeah, I mean, time and time again, we get on the show and talk about how people need to be honest and tell the truth. That is the number one team in the country. They should not have been in that game. Like, it is a moral victory for them. Oh, Remind Theo, you, Stone is saying he believes in moral victory. Absolutely. Hey. When you're going up against Thanos, right, that Alabama Crimson Tide team, without your quarterback, right, he gets banged out That's in the point. first quarter, Quinn Ewers. And you have a second, and the and second was string yeah, comes limping good. out of the game, and you get the third string in there for a little bit back to the second. You can count it as a moral victory to push that team with just your defense, right? Like you were just holding on by a thread with that offense. I think you can deem it a moral victory. I think you're allowed to against a team like Alabama. So I love that he was honest, saying what everybody else was thinking. 
and and I respect it in a way because it's what I would have been saying as a player. Like, damn, we were close. Like, you know, we didn't really necessarily lose that game. We just ran out of time. Like, if Bryce Young and <laughs> didn't get that one call, like, we would have won that game. I will say, Theo, hearing Stone talk through it, and I definitely wasn't taking into account the Ewers injury and then the backup quarterback is playing with one leg, Ukar, for the, the rest of the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I sort of... You've swayed me on that because when I first heard it, and I'm not the biggest Sark fan, any coach who's too soft to put out a depth chart because he's paranoid, <laughs> to me, that's circus stuff. That's clown stuff from a, a head coach at Texas. Mm. But initially I'm like, moral victories really at Texas? But the more you talk through it, especially with the injuries, the quarterback situation, all right, I get it. I can I can see where Stone is coming from here. I'm not a big moral victory guy, yeah. but I get it. Moral victories are from minor league coaches, all right? I learned that on one of Kanye's albums. I think it was Rick Ross. Now, Texas has been a minor league program. And that's what I was about to say. <laughs> yeah. This this says more about what UT is in 2022 than it does about how strong of a coach Sark is because Texas has been in the dumps of college football for more than a decade, since Vince Young really left. Um, so, yeah, you're kind of right. He's, he's being a strong coach because he's damn near leading an FCS program against Bama and – Lost by one point. Right. Before the game, ESPN kept playing a montage. Uh, what happened if Colt McCoy yeah. didn't get hurt in the national championship game? They still would have lost. Right. right. Significantly so. That was, Stop it. But do you know how big of a narrative that was? Because I lived in Houston at the time. And like, so many Longhorns fans. I did not fans, know how big a narrative it was. I, apparently, Texas fans thinks, think they would have beaten Alabama in the national title game if Colt McCoy didn't get hurt. What a delusional state. Even after seeing what Colt McCoy really is... These fans to this day will look you in your face and tell you we would have had that national championship. I couldn't believe it. I did not know that was a thing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so where do you stand on if Quinn Ewers doesn't get knocked out of that game? They probably, Texas win that win. game. I think they probably win. To be honest with both of y'all, I he think was awesome. I think Bama still finds a way to win. Because his backup played pretty well as well. And I think Bryce Young showed why Bama was going to win inevitably. He's the best offensive player in the land. I mean, 153 yards passing in the first quarter. Oh. I mean, he, and, he was going to keep And those going. receivers were behind the defense yeah. all the time. Mm-hmm. Every play but, hit behind the defense. So did the backup do that much worse is my question? Like, he, yeah, You're right. He didn't, but, I mean, he was prolific. Like, some of the throws he was making were ballsy. First and second down shots he was taking. Like, it, it was it was pretty awesome I'm, to watch. I'm not – Quinn Ewers obviously gives them a better chance to win. I just think the inevitable still would have happened with Bama. And like you said, he was it's taking shots. He was taking shots and making them. Maybe he was playing more risky than the backup did anyways, and he might have took some shots that would have ended in pick sixes could. or whatnot. Like, it could. it's still Bama at the end of the day, like mm-hmm. – you got to give him the benefit of the doubt. Yeah, but he was playing damn well. Quinn Ewers, Texas, the, the future is well, bright. Well, defense, I don't know where Texas learned how to play defense. <laughs> that was the that? most shocking thing on Saturday to me. Yeah. Uh, and then finally, in strong coach, soft coach, let's listen to Robert Sala, the Jets head coach, yesterday. You're just going to feel it. Uh, and, and in a way, it, it does just click, where you're just stacking up day after day after day and um, and it's really, really cool when it does happen because it, it just absolutely pops off the tape. And uh, and I know it's going to happen. And I'm and I'm taking. We're, we're all taking receipts on all the people who continually mock and and say that we ain't going to do anything. I'm taking receipts, and I'm going to be more than happy to share them with all of y'all when it's all said and done. Uh, we're taking receipts. We're taking names. When we start winning, I'm naming names. We're coming at you. We're going to shun you. We're going to shame you. That's Robert Sull after his team was steamrolled by the Baltimore Ravens in week one. Stone, is Robert Sala a strong coach or a soft coach? Here comes the kitty litter. I mean, come on. 
Come on. And, 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 and just to pour it all on top for Robert Sala. You're not that guy, pal. Trust me. You're not that guy. Okay. Ooh. Robert Sala's talking like he's been there for 20 years, right? Like he's a 70-year-old Bill Belichick or Pete Carroll, right? He's 43 years old. You're just not that guy. These Jets fans, yeah, they may mock you, but they've been there the entire time. Like they still show up to the games. They are still in the back of their heads rooting for you. They're not paper bag, paper bag over the head fans. They're not that, they're not that fan base. Like they're there. So for the ones that you're calling out, I mean, those are the only ones, and I mean the only ones actually supporting and rooting for your team. So to try to act like a, a badass there with that quote, I mean, one, we don't really care if you're keeping receipts because you won't show us at the end of the day. Like, nobody's afraid of you. So he should have gone with different phrasing, different analogy. I hated it, and I don't think Robert Sala is that guy. I think when I, when I hear a coach do that after a terrible game, that leads me to believe he's cracking. Yeah. And that... The job has gotten to him. The market's gotten to him. The media's gotten to him. That's typically not behavior, not language of a coach that's going to pull things together. Yeah, he, he's not. He feels no longer in control of the situation there, at right. least outside looking right. in. And he's defensive. He's starting to get defensive when yeah. you hear stuff like that. Yeah, and, and that's never it, a good recipe. It's pathetic, and even for the guys on the team, it's like, yo, like relax, dude. Like, please. Yeah, keeping receipts going to show him like. You're writing checks that we're not going to be able right. to cash. We're not that good. Hey, good luck in New York with the whole, <laughs> we're taking names. We're taking names. We're making a list of who's wronged us. Good luck. Good luck in New York. Uh, if you win six games this year, yeah. keeping the media off your back with stuff like that. Now mm-hmm. he just gave everybody the easy uh, headline. That they're like It's going to be so easy once he gets fired. All yeah. of the stuff is going to be about receipts. Like, that's the thing. That's Facts. the first thing. Once he gets fired, everything he's going to go back to because that's truly the first clown moment yeah. of Robert Sala's coaching tenure in New York. For real? And I don't see it taking off from there after yeah. that. No. Uh, we'll come back. We'll wrap this baby up. He's Theo Dorsey, WPTV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29. I'm Kent Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken Levick Alive on ESPN 106.3. Wanted to end the show with a feel-good story courtesy of EDS Air Conditioning. We love them. We talk about them all the time. They're a train comfort specialist. It's hard to stop a train. Our teammate, Jeff here at ESPN West Palm, he's been a happy customer of EDS Air Conditioning for 15 years. He had a leak in his house. It was created by the air handler. It was determined the leak was made worse because the builder of Jeff's home set up the air handler incorrectly. So what did EDS do? EDSAirConditioning.com, by the way. EDS is yes. They sent out a specialist to redesign the closet where the air handler was to make it more efficient as well as easier to stop the leaks and do regular maintenance in the future. Literally reconfigured that area to help out Jeff to Mm. make sure that the problem was solved. The work was completed. Everything is perfect now. And so a big thank you on behalf of Jeff to Jonathan, David, Austin, Aaron, and Sean. They were involved in finding and fixing the problem. That's the good stuff you get at EDS Air Conditioning. EDSAirConditioning.com. EDS is yes. That's EDSAirConditioning.com. Also good stuff today. Theo Dorsey. Mm. You'll see him on TV throughout the course of the week. WPTV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29. He's Stone. I'm Ken. We'll be back tomorrow. Bye-bye. Chiefs Kingdom.